0: Please stand. You will notice that you have a different kind of booklet in your hand today. In these weeks prior to the festival of Easter, the season of Lent for University Chapel, we're using a new order of service and underline the word new, new uh, for many of us. And we invite you to not worry about newness, learn, lean into the music, and we'll learn it over time together. In our worship today, uh, we'll have time of prayer, and I want to call your focus to the many people in our community for whom we want to pray. Jarvis, we continue to hold you so deeply in our prayers, as we do uh, Dr. Barbara Collins. Also, we want to remember in prayer the family, friends, and colleagues of our former assistant women's basketball coach, Monica Kwan. People of God, we gather in the name of God, Creator, Redeemer, and Sustaining Grace. Amen. We worship trusting in God's mercy and love, longing to know and to learn more about God's wishes and ways. We worship to be guided by God's truth, to experience the joy of salvation. We worship mindful of our needs and our wants, our trials and our temptations, and the many distractions that keep us from the fullness of God. We worship to be led by God day in and day out. So let us worship together.
1: to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
0: Spirit, as it was in the beginning.
1: Listen and hear God's voice Let your hearts be true and grateful Do not turn away as upon that day When your forebears were unfaithful You are the shepherd true We the people of your pasture Lead us by your hand Promised land, we will enter and sing for joy.
0: Now we shall
1: sing your praise 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 as we come to kneel before before you. For the countless ways you have blessed our days, we shall worship worship and adore you. God of the heights and and depths, Of galaxy and at home, sea and sky and land, fashioned by your hand, you are sovereign.
2: reading from the book of Revelation, chapter 2. To the angel of the church in Ephesus writes, The one who holds seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, says this, I know your deeds and your toil and perseverance, and that you cannot tolerate evil men. And you put to the test those who call themselves apostles, and they are not and you have found them to be false, and you have perseverance and have endured for my name's sake and have not grown weary. But this I have against you, that you have left your first love. Therefore, remember from where you have fallen and repent and do the deeds you did at first, or else I am coming to you and will remove your lampstand out of its place unless you repent. Yet this you do have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat the tree of life, which is the paradise of God. Here ends the reading.
3: How did you hear the call to your current service? Was it a gentle whisper, a still, small voice, like is mentioned in 1 Kings or in Psalm 29? A voice that shakes the earth and heavens, as mentioned in Hebrews? Was it a voice from a donkey that restrains madness? Yeah, mentioned in 2 Peter, all right? A voice like the sound of rushing waters. I tried to practice making the sound of rushing waters. Just didn't. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. That's in Revelation 1. A voice coming from the four horns of the golden altar. Could you imagine that voice? All right. That's in Revelation 9. Was it a trumpet that grows louder and louder and louder? Mentioned in Exodus. Was it the loud, thunderous, majestic voice that can break cedars? That's mentioned in Deuteronomy, okay? Job, and then again in Psalm twenty-nine. Uh, loud seems to be the adjective associated with the voice of God most often in Scripture. And there's over two hundred references to uh, voices in Scripture. And most of them are in reference to hearing from God or hearing from heaven. Um, For me, it was many voices. The low and and gravelly voice of my godmother. The relatively high-pitched and piercing nasal voice of my academic advisor who surprised me one day and invited me to be his graduate assistant. Uh, We just spent some time with him this week, and I love him dearly. I really do. Okay. Um, The soothing and loving voice of my bride. Right, My children calling out to me, a little demanding, but also lovingly. My daughter's birthday is coming up real soon, so I'd be remiss if I didn't at least think about her a little bit here. Um, And the gracious and anxious voices of 30 years of students reaffirming the call all the time. Many voices calling to me. Uh, We must recognize that others hear the call in different ways. and This is mentioned in Revelation 19 that, that many people hear the voices differently. The Bible has over these 200 references, and so let me mention a few others just to sort of inspire you a little bit. A voice between two cherubim. A voice out of the fire. A voice of a young person calling you. A voice of a woman in the square letting you know what you have done wrong. The bitter and weeping voices of many others. A spirit that comes into you, raising you to your feet, and calling to you to go forth to obstinate people, telling you to be brave and strong. That's in Ezekiel. A stretched out hand. I think that's my favorite one. The hushed voices of those with their tongues stuck to the roof of their mouths. People that probably shouldn't be talking. Okay. The voice preceded by the Holy Spirit descending from above in the form like a dove. And that's to Jesus. Uh, and then in Deuteronomy again, 5, no voice at all. Silence. I had a petite and demanding theater teacher when I was a kid. And she could stir us on to excellence with a stare. Scared the living out of me. <laughs> we did well. all right. Sometimes after we take action, God is pleased. There's no need for a voice. It's a more appropriate for us just to hear the call on our own and move forward on our own. Maybe not hearing a voice is a sign we're doing well. Could be. We each hear the call in unique ways, and that's all praise. It's all joy. Now imagine that we have indeed all responded to our calls. Think about us for a moment as that glorious and exciting new Ephesian church there's Paul, there's Priscilla, there's Achilla, you, me. It's glorious. We've heard the New Testament. We are glad at this news that we are part of this blessing. We are inspired. We are loving one another. We are doing great works both in our community and outside of our community. We are sending people all over to reach out to the world. We are really doing well. Uh, Why then were they warned so strongly in Revelation? The commentaries that I read indicated that they became too pietistic, over-centered on duty and process, and less on doing. They were overbearing to one another. And as the scripture that you read heard from Lana says, they forgot to love one another. They were not being loving. They became a discouraging church. We need to recognize that we can discourage others. We're told many times in scripture to not be discouraged. Uh, Second Chronicles, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. In Ephesians 3, we are instructed not to be discouraged because we heard about Paul's suffering. That was kind of a scary moment, actually, to find out what was happening to Paul. Look at those verses about discouragement again, and you will see that there is always some person, some group, standing over the people of the Lord with words of discouragement, with the intent to disable. It is our obligation as stewards of encouragement to not discourage, and more, to help overcome the disabling words thrown at those who hear a call to serve. I did some research many years ago on this topic. I asked a number of very well-accomplished individuals, had they ever been discouraged? And what were the types of messages that they got that, that, that were discouraging to them? And another part of this study, which I won't, will not talk about, was how did they overcome those discouraging messages? Uh, though very sad to read all of their descriptions, and I will not read them out loud to you because they really are sad. Their insights can help us recognize the messages that we need to actively resist discouraging others. One group was pretty obvious, attack and blame. No second chances. Blocking and impeding progress. Pettiness. You ever had anybody be petty to you? Jealous, personalization. Oh, you're just doing that because of your dad. Okay. Emotional deflections. Oh, go ask someone else. All right. uh, emotional woundings. Personally trying to hurt the person so the person cannot focus on the task at hand. And of course, sabotage with rumor and unfair blame. A second group is what I labeled non-acceptance, probably the worst message that any of us receive and this is documented in some of the research that I've seen, is no message at all when the other person is completely non-responsive, just does not even act like you are there. It's a sad moment, non-responsiveness. Rejection by authority, I'm in charge here, right? An interesting group of messages that I had not anticipated were people who were discouraged because the people they were co-working with failed to do their part of the task. And therefore, it made it difficult for them to do their task. I had not anticipated that to show up. Then, of course, the, the most upsetting group I labeled challenges, outright discrimination and prejudice, Name-calling, you are too old, you are too young, you are whatever, as if that somehow means you can't accomplish things. Questioning character, purposely deprecating the person's character, claiming they were up to ulterior motives, claiming they were not worthy of the opportunity that they had, predicting that they would fail. Telling them that the task was beyond their skill level. Right? And then doubting their competence, attacking their effort, giving unreasonable and unanticipated evaluations. right? Not a negative evaluation, but an unreasonable and unanticipated evaluation. And last, purposefully making closure of the project difficult. You have one more thing, one more something else you have to do. Did you think about this other thing? Have you defended your dissertation? Okay. <laughs> okay. These messages are sad, but remember that the people that I learned this from were people who overcame those messages, who had to deal with those messages and put those messages behind them as they move forward in their tasks. So did you hear it? The call here is to maintain our loving and encouraging relationships with each other. With one mind and one voice, out of Romans, the call here is to not let our success, and we are succeeding, not let our success drive us into pietistic leanings. The call here is to focus on doing together so that each of us, years from now, can say, I was here and sent Thank you.
1: Let us pray for peace in our homes and peace in our communities. We bring our prayer to you. Good and gracious God, hear our prayer. Let us pray for prophets of justice and reconciliation. We bring our prayer to you. Let us pray for those who suffer in body and in spirit. We bring our prayer to you. Good and gracious God, hear our prayer. Let us pray for those who suffer and endure injustice and discrimination. We bring our prayer to you. Let us pray for those who suffer violence and hatred. We bring our prayer to you. Good and gracious God, hear our prayer. Let us pray for those who proclaim your reign through word and in the arts. We bring our prayer to you. Good and gracious God, hear our prayer. God of endless blessings, we thank you for bringing us safely into this new day. Give us compassion and courage that all we do this day might be a faithful and joyous offering to you. That we might serve you and all your children in loving stewardship of your wondrous creation. We ask this in the name of Jesus the Christ, who taught us to pray. Our Our Father Father in in heaven,
0: heaven, hallowed hallowed be your your name. Your kingdom
1: come, your your will be done, on on earth earth as as in in heaven. heaven. Give give us today our our daily bread. bread. Forgive Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial. and And deliver us from evil. evil. For the the kingdom, the the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you this day and evermore. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Please stand for the.